Hello, I'm Felicia Vereen, always known as Fee. Hey Fee, and I'm your girl Sharita 3, better known as Red. And, and we, we are Inspire Her, the Total Woman Podcast. A new podcast all about uplifting you. Yes. Because friends face it, you are awesome. We'll be chatting up about topics we love to talk about. All the things we as women must juggle every day and the issues we complain about. Who's listening? We'll chat about the struggle, the job, and about him. Mm. You know who we're talking about. That boo, husband, boyfriend, ex, whatever you're calling them today. Mm. Our lovely hellions. I mean, kids. Our angels. But seriously, friends, life happens, and we don't always get a chance to talk about it. We take it on the chin, and we keep it moving. Because that's what we were told to do. Yep. But here on Inspire Her, the Total Woman podcast with Red and Fee, we are the friends you love to hang out with. We are here to inspire her, the Total Woman. Yes. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. Wow. Fee and I are so excited to have you on Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We all know someone who has been affected by it. So we wanted you courageous women to come on and tell your story. And we also have a doctor to share some information as well. So I'm Red. And I am C. And we we are inspire her. Total woman. (laughs) All right. Not half a woman. The total woman. Total woman. We are very excited, as Red said, to have everyone here tonight and to honor these ladies and all of those out there who have experienced breast cancer, who are survivors or those who have gone on and left us, and we still honor them as well, and family members, because we all know that um, the survivor is surrounded by family members and friends and all those who love them. So we all are are affected by it. We absolutely love you ladies and truly appreciate you guys for coming on. Listen, like, for those of you who are listening, please like our pages, Inspire Her page on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, wherever we are. We're trying to inspire women as, as much as we can and we need your feedback. So um, like today, if you have anyone who has um, who has gone through breast cancer or who has passed on, please put their names in our on our page or in this chat if you are um, listening to us. We want to honor each and every one of those tonight. So let's introduce our amazing guest. We're going to start at the top with Ms. Dolores Armstrong. Tell us a little bit about you. Hi, my name is Dolores Armstrong and I am a four-year breast cancer survivor. Yay! <laughs> um, hello, my name is Michelle Watts. Um, I am a three-year survivor, um, and my mom also had breast cancer as mm. well as an aunt, so I had a history of it. So, yes, I'm just waiting for that five-year mark. <laughs> Amen. Hello, everyone. I am Dr. Donna Adams Pickett. I am an OBGYN in Augusta, Georgia, but I also like to refer to myself as a woman's healthcare warrior. I'm here in the fight with you for all of our GYN related um, diseases, and this month in particular, breast cancer. Thank you. Welcome, ladies. So, first, we want to just take a moment of silence for those who we have lost.
All right. Um, thank you. So Dolores, talk to us about your story. Tell us about your your journey through this process. Sure, absolutely. Um, so I always had my mammograms. Um, so that's the very first thing I would say that is very important to do is never to skip a year because I know even skipping a year can be, um, you know, a game changer. So with me, I did have a mammograms every year. Um, but in October of 2018, um, they wanted me to come back for a second time. And I'm like, hmm, okay, if you say mm-hmm. so. Um, and then they wanted to do a biopsy um, because they said they saw something that didn't look the same from the previous year. Um so it only took maybe about a day for that to come back. And my husband and I went to the visit. Um, and that's when they said I had breast cancer. Um, um, the, the where my, my, I have what they call dense breasts. So um, it would not have been detected from a self breast exam. So, which is another reason why it's very important to get your mammograms and hopefully people can also get the 3D ones so it can get a better Mm. picture. Um, So I would not have detected it um, via a self-breast exam. So thankfully the, you know, the mammogram um, did pick it up. Um, Of course, I was a myriad of emotions that day. It was very numb, didn't know how to feel. I was like, really, are you serious? And it was, I remember it very clearly, it was like a Thursday night and um, it was a choir rehearsal night. And my husband like, so what do you want me to do? I was like, you know what, just go, my husband works nights. So I was like, you know what, just go ahead to work because I didn't know what to do, how to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to choir rehearsal, sat in the back and trying to process things, um, went home. A couple of my girlfriends came over, you know, we cried and and did all of that. Um, But I will say that the team of doctors at MCV Massey Cancer Center um, are awesome. Um, A couple of days later after I was diagnosed, they had a team in place. Um, My husband and I went to um, Stony Point and we met with the whole team. It was an all day process. Mm -hmm. Um, Each member of the doctor's team, you know, explain, you know, explain the whole process from beginning to end. And that kind of ease, you know, our, you know, the way we were thinking. Um, I will say, you know, without God in my life and my faith, I don't think I would have, you know, you know, gone through this process, you know, with some source of peace. Um, Of course, you know, I had, you know, you know, what my what ifs and what's going to happen and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but definitely, you know, staying prayed up. Um, my support system, my parents, my sister, um, my posse, um, mm-hmm. my husband, um, you know, having a support system is absolutely um, key. Um, I had to go through radiation. Um, thank God that when they tested my lymph nodes, um, the cancer you know, did not go there. So um, okay. I only had to do radiation and then did, t- did that for about 30, um, 30, 40 days. 
Um, and then with the radiation, um, they say, you know, you can get tired. But for me, I wasn't really that tired because you, you have to go every single day, Monday through Friday. Um, so I thank God again that it wasn't, you know, it is better than what it could be. Mm. Um, of course, there are side effects from the radiation. You know, my um, breast is a little was a little darker than what it was. But, you know, I'm still here. And I thank Absolutely. God for that. Um my my bishop, the late Bishop Jared O'Glenn, he mm-hmm. preached a message saying my scars remind me that I am healed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I stand on that. Um, yes, we do have to take, you know, this medicine that has its side effects. Um, I'm on tamoxifen for five years. Um, but again, I'm still here and I'm grateful mm-hmm. for that. Um so since then, I, I really wasn't, as far as nutrition is concerned, I really wasn't a bad eater, I wouldn't say, mm-hmm. but I have been more um, conscious of, you know, what I eat. Um, I have lost 30 pounds. Thank God. Yay. Yeah. I see you running marathons <laughs> and going walks and stuff too. Yes. Yes. I joined a group called Girl Trek, which is an African-American uh, walking group here mm-hmm. in um was actually it's nationwide, but I've joined the Virginia one. Mm-hmm. Um, also, my church has a breast cancer support group, so I joined that. And then also there's a breast cancer support group called Sisters Network, which is also nationwide. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I joined that. So again, having support systems, um, talking to people who have gone through the journey and the fight with you, you know, helps a lot, even though everybody's journey is different. There are some, you know, similarities of what things, you know, you go through and side effects and that sort of thing. So it's helpful to hear other people's um, stories. So you know that you're not alone. Right. Yeah. Awesome. So I forgot to talk about the title. Um, So it's cancer. You picked the wrong girl. So B and I have these t-shirts courtesy of, 428. So that is shop 428. So want to give a shout out to her for these amazing shirts. All right. Thank you, Dolores. We're going to come back to you, Michelle. You're welcome. Hi. So um, my healing story is similar to hers because I was at VCU also, and they are a wonderful team. Um, I actually, like I said, my mom had breast cancer, but my breasts mm-hmm. have always been very cystic. So I remember uh, my mom has since passed, but I remember the first time when she was alive and I felt something in my breast and I just, it was just like my heart dropped. And so she said, it's okay. I'm going to go with you. We went for an ultrasound. And it was just one of the cysts was inflamed. Mm-hmm. I, so I had those off and on throughout my life. So when I felt this first, I thought, oh my gosh, another cyst. I remember the first two times I'm straight to the doctor. After that, I was like, oh, cyst. And that kind of threw me into a sense of that's what it is. So when I first felt it, I said, okay, sis. And then the way things work, I had, I went on an eating binge. So I gained like a lot of weight. I didn't feel it anymore. I kind of puffed up. Mm -hmm. Then, okay, I need to work out. Um, So I need to lose this weight. So at the beginning of the year, I slimmed down and it was still there. And I said, no, this is not, yeah. Um, but even, and this is just how you are sometimes, you said, 
but maybe not. You know, you don't right mm -hmm. away. I say you, you have that sense of it can't be, and I don't want it to be. And and I have I hate to admit, but that was me at first. I said it's not. So finally, I said yes. Let me go and get to take care of it. But I also at that point, I had been so used to feeling my breast cystic. I kind of you know how you know. So um so when I really when I got the diagnosis, I wasn't quite like um Deborah. It was kind of Dolores. So I was I like, I knew. And so um, just like her, though, they went straight away within a matter of days. They had that team in place. And I think mm -hmm. that team or that um, that method was kind of new at that time where they had everyone at the same place at Stony Point. So like she said, throughout the day, they gave you lunch. You saw the oncologist, the radiologist. Mm -hmm. You saw the person, I saw a nurse practitioner. Yep. You saw the social worker that connected mm -hmm. you like resources. Um, and so they, they, everyone examined you in the morning and then they met around noon and in the evening, everyone, they had the complete care plan right. at the end of the day. Yes. Um, so I had 16 rounds, um, 16 weeks of chemo and radiation, but I had, um, they found it in like, I think one or two lymph nodes. And so I actually had the mastectomy on the right side. So um, I chose not to get a double and I, I went back and forth with it as far as my mm -hmm. care. And I remember my mom did not have both breasts removed. She, and she mm -hmm. never had a reoccurrence. Um, she said it was my decision. So that's just kind of what I decided. Um, so when she eventually passed and that was like, 30, 40 years later, she never had a reoccurrence of her breast cancer. She oh, wow. Yes. yes. Um, so, yeah, I had, then I had a reconstruction on one side. Um, I had a, um, after the first surgery, I had something, it was kind of like a, it was like a really big kind of painful fatty deposit under my arm that never went away. So my very last surgery I, I had was, which was another reconstruction on the, the left side. They actually had to take that out. So I had a couple of surgeries um, because of this. But like she said, it was um, my support system. So when I originally was diagnosed, I'm the type of person that I keep things to myself. That's yeah. something I'm, I've learned not to do. Um, so I didn't really kind of confide into a lot of people. And then very gradually, I told maybe one or two friends and I told them in a group chat. So I had another friend. She said, well, you know, Michelle, you need to do a Facebook page so that we can mm -hmm. support you. And I'm going, my first thought is, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't mm -hmm. want to get people. I don't want to bother people. Have to, they have to feel like they need, you know, she said, no, we want to support you. Do a, do a page. So I do, did a page and I invited quite a few friends to my page. And when I tell you that is the best thing I could have done. And I'm so grateful to her because so many people um, joined. They sent messages every day. I had one girlfriend when, when I started chemo, they did a schedule and they posted it to my page and people signed up. I had a ride for every appointment. Sometimes wow. people, I wish I could share the pictures. I should have thought to send them to you. I still have those pictures. Every time I went, I had two or three friends with me. They um, they would dress in t-shirts and they bring me a t-shirt. 
we have we would have so much um joy and support in the um when i was getting my chemo some of the nurses be like Shh, Y'all can't be laughing, you know. <laughs> they boosted me up every every appointment was just like a sisterhood. It was wonderful. Mm. We would um, the schedule would get full, and they would say, "No, we need a day to go." And they said, "Well, two people can go." And sometimes I had three people with me. Wow! So that was I am so grateful for them, yeah. and they were such a blessing. That whole <laughs> through the whole thing. So I know what she means about that support system. It, it 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 really really it really made a difference. We do have a question for you. Um, Crystal okay. Marie wants to know how was the relationship dynamic with your mom, being that she had already experienced this. I'm sure this that was tough, especially for a parent. Well, she this is the thing. She actually passed before I was diagnosed. Oh. Yeah. Now she's now she was around when I had those scares, and I could tell, you know, she was a little sh a shook doing the scares. Mm -hmm. But she was really she was always the one because I am the type of person that I always I'm going to think the worst first. <laughs> so she was like, "No, you don't know anything yet. Don't get upset. You know, I'm coming with you." So she was really supportive. But yes, she passed before before I was diagnosed. So that I know it's probably, you know, a kind of a crazy question, but did you guys go through a depression when you found out and how did you cope with that? I didn't. You did not? I don't. Well, let's put it this way. I, I may have, I'm going through some things now that I may, I may find out that some things I didn't think was depression was depression, but I don't remember it. I don't remember being down, I think, because I had so much support mm -hmm. and I had I had people that would come by every week and they mm -hmm. like kept my spirits bolstered. Another thing I say is I always had this vision of chemotherapy, you know, in the movies, the people stay with their head in the toilet bowl sick all the time. I did. I had nausea, but I never had the like vomiting and slight nausea is oh that's a blessing yeah i never had yeah. that that experience yeah mm -hmm. but here everyone's different so yeah I, I would say I, I don't think i had any depression either i don't think i had time wow. because <laughs> because people like, were all like like michelle said people were always around and you know there I, there wasn't a day that someone didn't text me or checked on me um and i think because of the um camp care plan that we had from the physicians being that we knew what was going to happen and when it was happening and how I think that helped a lot. So I mean they say knowledge is power. So that that definitely helped as well. Being yeah. that we knew what was going to happen and what to expect. Okay. Dr. Adams, do these I'm sorry please do these um stories sound familiar to you and they really, they really do. I think what's really striking is that we have detection from two different ways, one mm -hmm. from self-detection and one from mammography. Mm -hmm. And it really just illustrates the importance of how we as women, particularly women of color, need to prioritize our health. Um, we are indoctrinated to put ourselves last. 
Um, we, you know, one of the things I usually tell my patients is if you make a list of all the things that you have to do, typically the one thing you'll kick off your list is yourself. And so in terms of making sure you have that mammogram, have that GYN appointment, or just even doing your basic breast self-exam, we find it very easy to put that aside for ourselves. And so to hear from both ends the importance of going to the doctor and the importance of doing your breast self-exam to the point that you know what's familiar to you and what's not familiar to, to you. That's the one thing that really sticks out in my mind is that I believe it was that Michelle, that you had cysts, but you knew that this one was a little different. And that's because you have been you had been doing your breast self exams. That's I think that's I think that's an important part. A lot of times, as not even just Black women, as African Americans, it's like we're scared of going to the doctor. We mm-hmm. don't want to hear the bad stuff. But breast cancer is is not a death sentence anymore if you're able right. to catch it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And that's right. the important thing. That's one of the things that we wanted to get out, inspire her is that it's not a death sentence anymore. If you can get, if you can do your examinations and then back that up with um, a doctor's appointment to get your your mammogram, then you can do early ladies did go through, but know that there, there's an end in sight and not go through the depression and and all the other stuff that um, we see sometimes and have a good support group. One of the reasons I invited you on here, Dr. Adams Pickett, is to help us understand how to do this um, self-examination and to tell us, along with these ladies, what, you know, what, when we're doing these things, what to expect. Because I think, you know, I do mine, but I, I think I have, um, I think I do have some cysts or whatever, but every time I go to the doctor, they're, they're good. Mm -hmm. Um, when you first touch yourself, you don't know what you count it. You really don't. You don't. You don't. You, don't. you, you don't. are a well endowed woman like I am. <laughs> right. Right. Well, you, you know, it's, I, I'm so glad that you invited me um, because even when I have little girls come for their very first appointment with the GYN, they can be 14 or 15 years old. I'm teaching them how to do a breast exam because, again, if you don't touch yourself normally and know what's familiar to you, you won't be able to pick up on what's abnormal. So um, we talked about uh, me doing this. And if you'll indulge me, um, I would like to kind of go through with your guests on how to do a proper self-exam. Is that okay? Absolutely. All right. Well, first, I usually ask you to stand in front of a mirror without clothes on. So just before you um, get out of the shower, after you get out of the shower, I usually ask for you to try to turn my camera down a little bit for you to stand with your hands on your hips and push your hands in, into your hips, You know, kind of standing like Wonder Woman. And the reason why you want to do that is because by pushing in with your hips, you're causing the muscles up here to contract. Mm-hmm. And one of the kind of desks like that, that's just like the kind of 
fact that you're causing these muscles to contract. And for some of us, our breast cancers first present in the skin. And mm-hmm. so we will see the skin kind of pull in or pucker in like I have here in front of me, a little lemon will kind of look like a little lemon, the little holes on the lemon. Mm-hmm. So you'll see it kind of pull in like so, or you'll see something that looks like a spider bite and you know, you haven't been bitten. And when you see those changes on the skin, it's not necessarily a lump. That's your first sign that something is of concern. Mm-hmm. Then the second thing you do is you take one hand and put it behind the head so that you stretch out all this tissue right here. And notice I'm pointing from my armpit all the way down to the bottom of my breast because all of this is breast tissue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then you take two fingers, take the flats of your fingers. And what you wanna do is you're pushing down and then rolling around. You're pushing down and rolling around. So I'm going to demonstrate it on date. Ladies, join me. So (laughs) push down and then roll around, down, roll around. And the reason why you're pushing down, because you're trying to fill that lump that Michelle was talking about, trying Mm -hmm. to see if it's a cyst, because most of us have lumpy breasts. Your, um, the milk ducts that are there to supply milk to our babies, they form cysts. So most of us have lumpy breasts, but you're rolling it around to mm. see if it moves. Mm. And what you want to do is start in the armpit and you want to go all the way around the total breast until you get to the areola wow. and do the same thing. So you're pushing down, roll around, down, roll around. Now, what are you feeling for when you push down? If you feel something that's kind of hard, like this cashew, that's something that you need to bring to your doctor's attention. But sometimes it doesn't necessarily have to be as hard as a cashew. It can be as soft as a jelly bean. Mm. And and that's what gets most of us. What we're looking for is something hard like a rock or a pea, but it can be like a jelly bean. But see how perfectly round my jelly bean is? Your cyst, your normal cyst in your breast are not going to be perfectly round like that. Mm -hmm. So when you feel something perfectly round or firm Mm -hmm. like my cashew or it does not move, that's something to bring to your doctor's attention. Mm. You're welcome, Crystal. Wow. Okay. That's why we're doing this. Is like Crystal said, a lot of um, young ladies haven't been properly taught to examine themselves. Yeah. A lot of us, which is really crazy, don't even really look at our own bodies a lot. In, we don't know. We could we could have all kinds of things going on, and you don't know until something starts to hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. And I like that what you said about starting young because mm-hmm. I actually have a, a friend um, whose daughter was diagnosed with breast cancer at sixteen. Oh wow! wow. Right. I've never heard and, of and that. It's since, right. And it's since passed. Right. Oh, wow. God. 
Right. I've never when, that's, when I first, when I first, you know, learned about it, I just, you think that is so young. Right. You yeah. ever think. Mm-hmm. Well, right. that's how I make it relevant to the teenagers because of course the teenager, they're coming to the office for the first time. And again, we are often taught culturally to be uncomfortable with our bodies. Mm-hmm. And so I usually have them do a breast exam. And when you see them kind of check out, I tell them about cases of teenagers who have had breast cancer mm-hmm. and their eyes get wide as saucers. And I say, you know who found those lumps? The teenager themselves, because typically our younger girls aren't coming to the doctor regularly and they're definitely not getting breast exams. They just happen to take a shower and they felt the lump. So, you know, I encourage everyone to choose one day of the month that belongs to you. I usually choose the day that belongs to my birthday. So it's not just March 28th, the 28th of every month is Donna day. And on Donna day, I do my breast exam. And that way wow. nothing sneaks up on you. Dr. Pickett, what are some of the risk factors other, aside from family history? What are some of the other risk factors? Other risk factors are smoking. Um, risk factors for, I heard both of our ladies talk about their fitness journey, um, being overweight. So having a very high fat to muscle ratio increases your risk factors significantly. Decrease exercising because overall you're just not fit. Those are things that increase your risk factor and exposure to certain toxins in our environment increases mm-hmm. your risk factors. Okay. Okay, so me living down here by this paper plant is probably not a good place for me to be at. It, <laughs> it, it, can, it can be problematic. It can be problematic. But then there are a number of chemicals that we just run into in our everyday lives. Right. That can, you know, even getting acrylic nails done, you know, mm-hmm. getting certain hair chemicals, all of those things exposes us to toxins that affect our body's mm-hmm. ability to do the important surveillance of keeping ourselves repaired. And if our body's so busy trying to take care of those things, they can't take care of preventing those cancer cells from um, replicating. Wow. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. As I look at my acrylic nails, I have <laughs> And you don't think about the number of things that you're exposed to on a daily right. basis. Yeah. True. Yeah. That's true. That is absolutely true. Well, ladies, um, Dolores and Michelle, can you help us? Um, if we have some young ladies who are listening, like Crystal Marie and some other um, young ladies, what would you tell them? You know, if they, the first day that they do find out, give them some advice on what, um, you know, what they should do, what they should, you know, how they, how they felt. You guys said you weren't um, really impressed. My first thing would be to, to, um, is to like you realize you say it's not a death sentence don't think begin thinking negatively because Mm -hmm. as we think so just stay positive and surround yourself with people that will support you and uplift you because i really i firmly believe that my friends and they were actually called michelle's posse that Mm -hmm. having them with me and around me for each of those visits 
and not letting me get sad and depressed mm-hmm. had a lot to do with my healing process. So don't don't start off thinking negatively. Um, listen to your care team. Hopefully you have a mm-hmm. care, great care team like Dolores and I had. And um, just know that it's it, it doesn't mean it's the end of you. Exactly. Yep, I would agree with that. Um, and if you don't have a support system, there are a lot of resources here in you know Virginia that you can take advantage of. Like I said, Sisters Network Central Virginia is one resource. Um, again, that I'm a member of, and we try to make sure that we um, go out in the community and provide knowledge and resources to help. Um, to help women. So definitely having a support system um, and talking about it. And it's, I mean, it's, it's okay to feel, you know, a certain mm-hmm. way. Um, I'm not saying, you know, you know, everything was lovely, lovely, you know, some days, it, you know, it wasn't um, and, and, and it's okay, but I didn't stay there. So that's the key. Um, I did stay there. So, so yeah. And I always did, I said, I would tell my friends, I said, I'm finding the positive in anything. They said, well, what is the positive of chemo? You said, you lose your hair. I said, yeah, but I lost it everywhere. So I don't have to shave. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. (laughs) That's a good way of looking at that. That's a good way of looking at it. (laughs) You know, Dr. Pickens, I've I've read um, or I was watching the news and they talked about just the, the statistics of Black women, even though we make up a small amount of women who actually are diagnosed with breast cancer, we are the ones that die the most. Why is that? Right. So, you know, 45% of the, um, of the cancer deaths occur in black women. And we have a number of barriers. One, um, we're often underinsured. So in terms of having access to those healthcare systems and process to get us diagnosed early um, so that we can get early treatment, though that's a barrier. Um, We often are diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer and triple negative breast cancer is the most difficult breast cancer to treat because it's not responsive to hormonal therapy. But one of the things that I think is our biggest hurdle, and I see it from a comment in the chat, that is Black women healthcare professionals don't often support us or take us seriously. And as a woman of color who happens to be in the in the profession, I say you're right. I can't tell you how many times I'm in I'm in groups of physician women who have shared stories of going in to see a health care provider, and they've kept it kind of quiet that they were a physician, and they find that they're not heard, that they are ignored, or what we're trying to do is pay, place a one one size fits all type of management on women of color. And we can't do that. Even just last year, the American College of Radiology recommended that black women get their mammograms five years earlier than all other women. Have you been told that? Have Only you if you had a family history. Only if you had a family history, they talk, you know. 
The American College of Radiology, the American College of Radiology recommended that African-American women start their mammograms, that we start our mammograms at the age of 35 instead of 40 because of the increased incidence of triple negative because of the higher mortality rate, but we're still dealing with insurance companies and healthcare professionals who want to apply the standard for everyone else on us. And as a result, by the time we are diagnosed, we're way more advanced and it's, it's too late. Yeah. Preventative care is important. That's why I'm, I'm so glad I actually here work for Department of Medical Assistance Services, and we recently approved preventative care across the board as mm -hmm. a wow. medical. So, and but then you, we also realize that you, a lot of people have all of these options, and the, a lot of people just don't take advantage of them mm -hmm. either. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether it's whether they don't know don't about know. them, um, which which is you know hurdle you try to overcome. And mm -hmm. some people know, and like you say, they just. They, they put it off and they don't realize that the death sentence that you could be giving yourself is not going, not knowing is not the death sentence, not going is the death sentence. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. So Dr. Adams Pickett, what would you tell, like you said, the, um, the young ladies that come to you? Um, first of all, when should our daughters start coming to you? And then if you did find something um, what's the first thing that you tell them and how do you, how do you help them at such a young age to overcome the fear that they might have right off the bat? Well, I always recommend my patients bring their daughters to me when they first start having periods. Mm -hmm. Um, because I want them to have to develop a relationship with me. We don't have to do a pelvic exam until they turn 21 or become sexually active. But I want them to have a relationship with me so that when they do turn 21 um, and they do become sexually active, they have someone that they feel comfortable with. They're not meeting me for the first time and then I'm um, delving into the most intimate parts of their body. Mm -hmm. The other reason I like for them to come early um, is because, again, I want them to have some body positivity and some body confidence. And so I like to, again, teach them how to do that breast exam because there's another type of breast lump that's very common in young women called fibroadenomas. They are firm lumps, well-rounded, but they move very easily. And typically what we would like to do is identify them, sometimes remove them so that the patient doesn't become confused with it later or let it hide or conceal a lump of concern. But the only way we're going to do that is have them come see their GYN. Mm -hmm. I don't know too many pediatricians who are doing breast exams. And it's hard for that young woman at 13 or 14 to have the doc who's been seeing their little boo-boos since they were a little baby mm -hmm. to start talking to them about their breast. So mm -hmm. I strongly encourage all my moms that once your daughters start having their periods, set up an appointment with the GYN that you trust. I agree with that. Definitely agree with that. Mm -hmm. Now, um, 
like I said, if if there if you were talking to one of those ladies and they did have um, a lump or unfortunately, like Michelle said, the young lady who at 16 found out that she had breast cancer. How do you um, calm a young lady like that down and help her to see um, that it's not a death sentence at that young age? How do you help them um, see that? How do you help them understand that they can overcome it, what they need to do and because at that point, they need to be a part of their own um, right. success at getting over this. Right. How do you help them? I mean, because it just see, I know my daughter, she's 17, mm -hmm. and I will probably be spastic. <laughs> well, you know, one of the first things I like to do is to, is to find a network of Dolores's and Michelle's out there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because just like Michelle says, she has a public Facebook page. Where, she, where anyone can see how her friends and family have rallied around her and how they're going to appointments where they're laughing and they're smiling. And they'll look at Dolores's page and they'll see her running a marathon and, you know, hooking arms with people and they're gathering what they see, you know, and they, and they look like people who look just like them. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Got an ad right. on TV. And so mm -hmm. I, I always say I can handle the medicine part. I got the medicine part, but I need you to look at women like this and see that cancer picked the wrong girl. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cancer picked the wrong girl. Look at those women. They're thriving. This is just the this is just a bump in the road. Dolores and Michelle, do you feel like your um affiliation, support, um, activity, participation, and like support groups would be lifelong for you guys? You feel like this is a lifelong journey? Actually, unlike Dolores, I had, did not join any like official breast cancer support groups. I don't know why I never felt compelled to. And when I hear her talk about it now, I mean, it's not too late. We're all survivors yep. forever. Yep. Um, but I, I just, I, I never did. I had my friends. Mm. You already had a huge support group, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Both of you ladies did. This uh, it's been yeah. flooding with comments from Dolores, and you talked about your team. I think someone came on and you know shouted you out, and I think it's just that's just so important to have that support, not just from family, but from friends, and you know them hopefully not being dramatic oh lord jesus you know just kind of like oh right. then they're scaring you right <laughs> right in my group actually and friends were so some survivors so wow yeah That's they were awesome. there yeah i had i had a cousin that was a survivor and i have i have since had people that were in my support group that were diagnosed after me but they but they saw you and they they probably say you know what i'm i'm not gonna let this define me because michelle didn't let it define her right mm -hmm. so right now I, i've heard stories where for a lot of people it returned you know so why does that happen or they may have it in one breast and then they they 
fix that or get that under control, then they'll get it in the other breast. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the terminology, the, the, the double, I mean, it's just so many different forms of this thing. You and know? then the medicine that we take afterwards, like she's on tamoxifen, tamoxifen. and nastrozole. Mm-hmm. And you take it for, I think she the five years after. Mm-hmm. Um, that's supposed to help, but it is um, hormone based, so right. that has the side effects also. Right, and if you don't have a, a hormone positive receptor breast cancer, it may not be responsive to it. And the other thing is that we have to recognize is that medical science is not one hundred percent fail safe. We are still learning them. They're coming out with new things even today. And there are treatments that were available to us now that weren't even available to us two years ago. But the reality is, is that cancer is cell division gone wrong and cells divide every day. We can't stop cells from dividing because mm-hmm. we'll never have growth, won't have hair growth, won't have new skin cells. And so ultimately we never know if we're able to truly and completely eradicate every abnormal cell. There still may be one or two abnormal cells that are still in your bloodstream and in someone's bloodstream that can still cause cancer somewhere else. Um, it can cause it in the other breasts. It can cause it in other parts of the body. And so that's the thing about us still maintaining our vigilance. You know, I have patients who've been diagnosed and they said, well, I had my mastectomy. I just didn't want to go back anymore. I didn't want to see another doctor. I didn't want to deal with it. But, you know, it's something is part of your DNA now and you have to stay vigilant. So we have a question. I'm not sure the way it's worded if you could answer it, but if, if you have breast cancer, but the treatment isn't working, would you suggest the removal of your breast or when is, is that what happens when the treatment is not working? They suggest removal. Well, so when does it get to that point? Well, you know, I can't offer specific medical advice right. <laughs> in this platform. That's what I knew you couldn't answer the question. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things, you know, when the treatment isn't working, it could be that specific treatment that is not working. As I mentioned, and as these ladies were mentioning, they're all different types of treatment. Right. Like we used to call the triple negative, meaning that it didn't have estrogen, um, progesterone, or HER2 receptors. But now they've identified that some cancers actually, is they're not negative, they just have smaller amounts of those receptors. And now they have treatments that can go for those cancers that have the lower amount of receptors. So that just may not be the treatment for you. There are so many other types of treatments out there. So I wouldn't necessarily say automatically remove the other breast. That's something you would talk about with your oncologist about, is there another treatment for me? Mm-hmm. Well, Ladies, I am. I, I mean, this is just great information. And I am super happy that you guys um, honored us with your presence because mm-hmm. like I said, African-American women, I hear women talk. I did talk about talk to this about with some ladies um, the other day, and I told them that we were having this um, 
episode. And uh, one lady said, she, which was weird to me that, um, and she's in her twenties, um, that she hasn't gone to OBGYN yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, that is not, and what I know now is that that's not, Mm-hmm. It's you know, and it's it's um something that inspire her. We want to make sure that we get out there. You have got to go see an OBGYN, have your mm-hmm. mammograms, yeah. you know, get checked because there are all kinds of cancers out there. Not not only breast cancer, and and like you said, breast cancer can spread. So mm-hmm. you you need to regularly be checked. And if you see something wrong, even if there's nothing. I went to the doctor mm-hmm. and had a spot on my leg. <laughs> and I was like, right. he was like, mm-hmm. should I suppose? But I was concerned, <laughs> you know. I, <laughs> you just need to reassurance that everything is fine. <laughs> right. It just, yeah, you know, I, I, on your leg could have been something else because I absolutely. asked you something totally unrelated to this, but I went for a spot on my leg. I thought it was mosquito bites and it just didn't go away and didn't go away. And it ended up being a syndrome that's like an anti-autoimmune, um, um, Lofgren syndrome, uh, oh. kind of sarcoidosis. And it started from a bump on my leg. Right. Right. Oh, wow. So, no, don't just say, oh, it's a bump. <laughs> right, right. And we'll, we'll see something and be like, oh, it'll go away in a little while. Right. And down the road, you're like, oh, my God, look at it. You know, and it's like, it's, and sometimes it may be too late where it could have been mm-hmm. taken care of. So, yeah, ladies out there that's listening, and for those of you who will listen to this um, on replay mode, please, if you have not gone to see a doctor yet, um, an OBGYN especially, go. Set up an appointment and go. I know a lot of times we're scared to go to the doctor because we're scared of what might be said, but... It's better for you to know now than to find out. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, I wanted to mention someone had in the chat, uh, women with very large breasts, it's harder to feel any types of lumps. And I know that I have a number of patients who say they don't bother to do a breast exam because they just don't know where to begin when their breasts are really large. And so earlier when I talked about putting your hand behind your head, if you have really large breasts, that may be difficult. So what I ask you usually to do is to take this hand and lift the breast, hold it, cup it in your hand and still do your two fingers, but you can actually hold the breast up with the hand that you would normally put behind your head. Hold that breast up and then just go across, just like you're mowing a lawn, go across and it may take you a little longer but you'll still be able to get every aspect of the breast. So don't let the fact that you may have larger breasts deter you from doing your self breast exam. Thank you for that. Thank you. um, One of the things that we did, go ahead, Sarita. No, you go ahead. One of the things that we did ask um, prior to this um, episode is for those people to put names. Uh, We put a post out there and inspire her to put names out there of people who have had or who have breast cancer or some of those who have passed on. And we wanted to read those names today. We we have a couple to include Dolores and Michelle. 
Um, we had a couple, Cheryl Roberts, which is my aunt. She had um, breast cancer and she has, she is a survivor. Don't know exactly how many years. Um, Lynette Farlow, Asia Karee. And then um, Red and I have a friend from high school whose mother passed on and her name is Nikita Watson. I don't remember mm -hmm. Nikita has married now but yeah i can't remember her um but she always posts about her mom on yeah, yeah. Passed on and she has kept her mother's spirit going by participating in um, breast cancer awareness and we wanted to just say to all of those women and i'm sure you guys have some others that you can name we just wanted to make sure that they understood that um you know support is there um mm -hmm in your city. I'm here in um, Savannah, Georgia, and I know that we have um, support systems out there. It's just a matter of getting online to find those support systems. And then your friends. Michelle was afraid, not afraid. I'm not going to say afraid. She, she just didn't feel the need to let everybody know what was going on. But look what happened when she did. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. What is that? Imagine that. And then Dolores, I saw Dolores has her own hashtag. One of her family members. Be <laughs> strong. <laughs> strong. Um, so all of that support, guys, it's out there. It is out there. You don't have to go through this alone. Shoot, if you call me and you're in Savannah, I'll go with you. <laughs> right. I have a couple of two things. Yeah. One of my really good friends, Maisha, her mom, Wanda Burgess, she passed on. Um, survivors sandra ladder she was you know she helped my kids and boys and girls club so it, it's just been amazing to watch her story and then my mother-in-law's friend joyce hicks so she was another one that i wanted to um shout out yeah and if for those who are um watching if you have names make sure you go to the post and put those names out there and we will um create a post and and make sure that we honor those ladies um, because breast cancer awareness is is something we are big components of and we want to make sure that everybody knows how to detect it early and then once you detect it know that there are um, options for you and that there are support groups out there and you are not alone you have yeah. to get some help um, my aunt Nadine Brown is celebrating her 10 year survivorship. Oh, that's, right. that, that is awesome! That is awesome. And I want you guys to give these ladies a hand for um, coming on here and, and talking to us about their story. You know, it, it, it can be hard if you haven't gone on a platform like this and told anyone about your story. So Dolores and Michelle, I commend you for being able to do that. And thank, thank you, you again for coming out to talk to us. We truly appreciate you guys. And you all yes. are pretty in your pink. Thank yes, you. Beautiful. <laughs> Rocking yes. pink all month. You got the wrong girls. These two kicked butt. Yes. yes. <laughs> so any last words, ladies? Um, I would say early detection is key. Um, having a support system is key. Reaching out, looking for resources is key. Um, and if you believe heaven, keeping the faith. Exactly. Absolutely. And as the good doctor said, those exams, very important. Because 
like she said, my I had larger breasts and I was still able to to feel it doing the exams exactly the way she said. So just because you have larger breasts, it's it's still very important and it does you can still detect. So just make sure pick your day and do your exams. Okay. Awesome. And we are so grateful for you, Dr. Pickett. Thank you yes. so much. It's my pleasure. My pleasure. And ladies, just and, find, and, find a culturally competent physician who hears you. They, that they listen to you and they hear you and they're willing to be a partner in your journey. And guys, I, I definitely would like to commend Dr. Adams Pickett because I saw her on Facebook in our Jack and Jill moms group. And I saw her doing a self-exam presentation there. And I just texted her and I said, hey, we're doing an episode and will you please come and, and, and help us understand how to do self-examinations and how to detect breast cancer? And she said yes right off the bat. So wow. thank you so much for that. I truly appreciate that. Right. Ladies, well, thank you. Well, I do want to thank you for having me. And like I told Fee, I, my first is she helped me overcome something else today because my first thought when she said, ask me was, ah, no, I can't do that. One of the things I'm trying to do is not say no, is to say yes, especially oh, right. like that. So she helped me to actually overcome a fear today. So yeah, I appreciate you that. For me. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. I told you I was gonna be virtually holding your hand. <laughs> yes. yes, you did. I appreciate it. Here, we just like to talk. You know, we yeah. like to talk just like we're talking to your friends. We don't, right. we don't want a stuffy show. We don't want anybody to come on here and feel like, oh, we gotta have all this pomp and circumstance. No, you're just talking with your girlfriends in the living room. That's that's right. what we want to inspire total woman to feel like next um i want to just indulge me a little bit ladies next week since october is split i don't know why they did this but it's mm -hmm. we have two awarenesses in one month we have breast yeah. cancer and we have domestic violence awareness next week on october 20th at 8 p.m we'll be doing this thing again um but we'll be talking about domestic violence awareness and the fact that ladies you don't have to be silent anymore about it. You mm -hmm. need to be aware of what you're going through and fight for yourself. So for those of you who are listening, we will be back in this um, on Thursday, um, October 20th at eight o'clock talking about domestic violence. And we have some brave women who are going to come on the show and talk to us about that. A lot of times women like to shy away from telling people mm -hmm. um, what's going on behind closed doors. But these women are very brave and they are willing to help others by sharing their story. So join us October 20th at 8 p.m. And also, we are doing a retreat. Yes, Inspire Her is doing a retreat. And we are inviting you guys to come. Now, we only have room for 10 ladies, 10 ladies, because we want it to be very intimate. We're going to be talking about some things, guys, that um, may make you cry, may make you laugh, may make you holler out, may make you want to run around the room. <laughs> you know, we want to, we want to, but by the time we leave, we're going to be all hugging each other, loving on each other, and looking for each other the next year. That's what Red and I want to do. We're going to be in beautiful Hilton Head, South Carolina, 
in February, February 24th through 27th. And some people say, darn, it's cold then. But for those of you who know um, Hilton Head, the low country, Savannah, we only have like one month of cold weather down here. Mm -hmm. in the 60s, a little chilly at night, but nothing a sweater and a pair of jeans won't help. We are going to be about a hundred steps from a hundred steps, not miles, just walking steps from the beach. And we have a lot of things planned. Meditation, we're going to go out on the beach and Red's going to help everybody give their um, drama, give their inhibitions, give their stress and just throw it in the ocean. We are going to have a personal chef. She is from um, the Hilton Head Bluffton area. She is um, her. She is from the um, Gullah region. So we are going to taste some great Gullah food. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's just some good old Low Country cooking, and it is it is great. Um, other, we got we got a lot we got a lot a lot a lot planned. I am going to talk about finances, and I'm also going to do a session um, called Vision and Vino, where we create our vision boards for our futures. No matter how old you are, you still have a vision for the future, right? And we're gonna have a little vino, a little wine. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a lot of things, ladies. And like I said, it is going to be ten women. The information is out there on our page. Yes, yes, yes. The rooming is shared. I don't know how many have been on a retreat before where your rooming is shared. You can bring your best friend, or we can hook you up with a best friend. But your rooming is shared. <laughs> Unless you pay for a private room, which is going to be a little bit more costly, but hey, it is a jam-packed weekend and everything is included. Your lodging, your food, all activities, and all supplies. So if you want to come and hang out with Red and Fee, we are more than happy to have you. The house, the pictures of the house are out there. It is a beautiful mansion-style house. So Join us, guys. We're going to be in North Forest Beach, Hilton Head, which is a private area, private beach. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Don't don't miss out because people are going to be coming back home telling you about what you missed out on and you're going to be running. To <laughs> this is going to be a yearly event, so you'll catch the next one. That's all I have, Red. What about you? Um, I think you summed it all up. Thanks, ladies. Again, this has been amazing. We're getting a lot of positive feedback. Great show. Awesome information. Inspirational stories. So this has been amazing. Everybody, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, guys. And don't forget, for those who are watching, like our pages. Tell us some of the topics that you would like, like for us to speak on. We absolutely love, love audience feedback. We want to know what you want us to talk about. We can come up with topics, but we want to know that they're impacting you. So please like our pages, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and leave comments. We love to hear what you guys think of us. Constructive criticism, that is. <laughs> Thank you from Inspire Her with Red and Fee. Thank, Thank you. All right, bye. Bye. Take care. We are here to inspire her, the total woman. Yay!